0: Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, finally, the 2023 Red Raider football schedule has been revealed. Who you getting, when, and where? We're getting into it next on Locked On Texas Tech.
1: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're
0: going to start this thing off right. right. Great to be back with you once again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. We always appreciate you for making us your first listen each weekday on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Chris, great to be joining you once again. And actually... Honest to goodness, this episode we come to you with a Texas Tech football schedule in hand. The Big 12 did finally make good on their release. You and I and all the listeners and viewers you would imagine had some time to kind of process what you like, what you don't like, maybe about Texas Tech's schedule. We'll get obviously to a lot of thoughts on the Red Raiders and some thoughts on the Big 12 at large as you were fitting in four new members with two departing members And the rest. So there's a whole lot to digest here. And Chris, I don't know how you approach it, but as a fan, I guess I kind of sit here and I, I compartmentalize in two ways, thinking more so, okay, entertainment factor of what games you're getting, who the opponents are, and how excited you'll be to have those on the schedule, purely, purely from an entertainment standpoint. And then also competitively, like who's missing what opponents and what chances do you really have? You know, with open weekends and who's in what month to maybe fare pretty well from a record standpoint. That it's kind of how I approach it. But as a fan or as an analyst, how do you approach kind of breaking down what you like or what you don't like? Say about the Red Raiders.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the first thing I wanted to look at was to see if what we had kind of heard and what we had, you and I had talked about on many of these shows was was going to be right or not. And in fact, who were you missing? And and certainly. No school from Oklahoma, uh, so you're missing the, the the Pokes and the Sooners, and no Iowa State, no Cincy. So we we were we were right on track there. And I, you know, I, again, I was just kind of curious. Okay, is this is this indeed, you know? And it's weird not playing either Oklahoma school after playing them for the last decade or so. It, it it's kind of bizarre if if I'm being honest because. You know, you, you pay attention to what Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are doing and you watch them even though when you're not playing them just because you know you're gonna play them or they're gonna factor into the conference race it it's similar. So that that part is is strange. I don't know if it's weird not playing Cincinnati at all. And I don't know if I'll necessarily think twice about not playing Iowa State. Uh and and maybe we will wish that we were playing Iowa State if they're as bad as or as if they struggle as much as they did last year. But that was the first thing that that I guess I I looked at. And really, to me, the headliner for Texas Tech that I guess I noticed is you You and Kansas are the – do you know where I'm going here?
0: No, you take what, me there.
1: Yeah, yeah. so the, 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 there, there's a – I think you catch a bit of a break um, in that you and Kansas are the only two schools that have this on their schedule. And I think it it allows you to kind of either maintain or build momentum and avoid a losing streak, if you will, is that you're the only two schools in the entire 14-team league next year that, have, that don't have back-to-back road games. Mm. So I thought – because sometimes, you know, you go on the road back-to-back weeks, maybe you hit the skids, and it's like you come home, it's like, damn, we need to get home and get right. You know, we need to – we need to get our momentum back or whatever but yeah you're the only two schools that don't play uh so it's kind of home and away home and away home and away kind of is what's kind of what you're dealing with uh for the most part uh is exactly how the whole thing is going to go once you kind of get into to league play and i thought that's kind of now granted because of that you don't have like a long home stand either you know there's not like these in fact uh, as I look at it, you don't play uh, you don't play back- to back home games. so it's really evenly spaced out as much as it can be because it's kind of every other all the way through and so that kind of in some ways is kind of fun uh, and I think it helps you maintain and you know maintain momentum and, and avoid a, a bit of a letdown or a losing streak as, as I look at it but we'll see what we get but that's kind of that was the first thing I guess I noticed.
0: And kind of a a shot there at Tarleton State that you don't even count them as a second consecutive home game after Oregon. But yeah, Big 12 schedule. uh, You are right as you seesaw back home and away. I thought it was really interesting and a bit of a break that, yeah, you're not going to be road wary or or have to be necessarily road warriors at any particular point uh, this season. I thought entertainment-wise for Texas Tech, decent. I thought competitively, Really fared pretty well uh, yeah. if you're a Red Raider fan. Entertainment-wise, you, you get a big roundup of uh, Texas schools, which is something – this is just my take, but I said this the other day, which is something that I, I wanted all of. I don't want to miss any in-state partners. That even counts, I guess, the Cougars now. You got the Longhorns for a regular season finale on Black Friday. That'll be fun to be back around, even though you got to do it uh, in Austin this time. I was disappointed to miss out on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma does nothing for me. I get no kick from the Sooners either way, so I didn't really care, and I would kind of prepared for that one. I I don't get the Oklahoma State game, you know, not being on there. That just seems stupid to me to not have that series, but we'll get to some of the other questions we have as it pertains to the Big 12, I guess, at large. But, uh, Chris, I I really thought competitively Texas Tech fared decently because not only do you get – I guess, in sort of a position where late in the season, and I don't know what UCF or Kansas is going to be, but seeing them in the two weeks prior to going to Austin to take on the Longhorns towards the end of the year there in November, I don't hate, with all due respect to the Jayhawks and the Golden Knights. That's on the other side of the date with Texas Christian, which we know is a Thursday nighter, as we talked about yesterday. That's coming at you November 2nd. Here's one of the breakdowns that I really don't mind about that, but – First, today's episode brought to you by America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because I've got so many great features to make your betting experience fun and easy, even if you're a beginner. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on so that's a free 150 dollars in free bets when you place your first five dollar bet by going to fanduel.com locked on they've got all your favorite bets for the money line to point spreads player props and all points in between plus you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay you know what that's about All on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. So don't miss out. Football fan, basketball fan, whatever fan. Place your first $5 bet today to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. And make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Here's one of the breakdowns that I really don't mind about that. You get your your open date there to prepare for that week against Texas Christian. Um, you get it there in an instance where you're coming back from what I don't really know what to make of it, but I'm imagining is a challenging road trip to take on the Cougars of BYU, right? I I don't know. I have respect for the program. I don't know what the actual travel circumstances will be like, but I thought that little sequence there uh, for the Red Raiders was not too bad either. As you come back uh, from Provo and you prepare to have the Horned Frogs come to town with a little extra room maybe to stretch your legs.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, there's several things there I want to touch on, but I I think you're, you know, you mentioned entertainment value and all that. Cause I, I, you know, look, you're not going to have, but six home games this year, this past season, you had seven. And obviously Oklahoma and Texas are not part of your home schedule. However, I mean, it's hard. It's hard for me to find, at least on paper, you 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 get a you know you get Oregon who's going to be ranked in the top fifteen I think they play Portland State before you so whatever their rank coming into the season it will only be the same or higher uh, after the, after the preseason rankings come out and that's that's one of the most high profile non conference games you've had around here in a long long time and yeah. and then you know you get the two teams that played for the conference championship last year the two purple schools in Kansas State and TCU and, and obviously one of those. Uh, you know, played for the national championship. So as far as what you could get when when you don't factor in Oklahoma or Texas for a home schedule, hard to find better opponents, okay, in, in the Big 12. I would have liked to have had Oklahoma State as well. But uh, I, I, I think, too, like you mentioned, UCF and everybody's looking at the new additions here. I think yeah. uh, I, I think that people need to be careful by just glossing over the UCFs and the BYUs cuz you're right we don't know what how they're going to react i think that one or more of them could be all you want and more and then you know a couple of them could <laughs> sure. be kind of yeah a couple of them could be down i just look at there's a reason these schools were added i mean UCF is one fake national championships in recent years you know uh, I think their coaches re- <laughs> their coach is really good and Gus Malzahn I think that the grind yep. of the league is going to hurt these new schools because they haven't endured it like yet uh, I think you know Cincinnati you know was in the playoff two years ago and then obviously Luke Fickle is now no longer there so they will see kind of what they are uh, I think you know you mentioned the entertainment part of it anytime you play Houston and Dana Holgerson there's some entertainment value there because he's going to be uh, revved up uh he can that's there's some care factor there with that game especially from their side of it and i think that you don't want to be a school that lets houston and and, and I'm, I'm wondering what they feel about having to come to lubbock in back-to-back years you know that that was kind of a <laughs> right
0: that was tasty too i like yeah, that <laughs> that's
1: right that's right um and so uh th- th- there's some there's some interesting quirks there uh, as far as that goes, but I think from a home schedule standpoint, it's actually there's some meat there, you know, and it's something that I think there's it's some decent, meaningful. yeah, because Kansas State to me is probably gonna be either the or close to being the favorite, and I think TCU is gonna get some benefit of the doubt too, and so having those schools at home is gonna be. I mean, those games are going to be big time uh, for your season, I should say, or or, and the conference race. Uh, So I'm glad to get those two purple schools at
0: home. I, uh, you know, we kind of ran over, ran through the thoughts on Texas Christian on a Thursday night already. And look, a little Friday party I'm going to be down with eternally. (laughs) But uh, just want the full Saturday experience. You're not necessarily going to get that. And really, the only regret about the home schedule from an entertainment standpoint, I guess, Chris, is just, Kind of the timeline because you finish very light. Unless the Golden Knights somehow are like a college football playoff contender, your November's kind of a dud. And look, you got the Horn Frogs on the second yeah they i'm telling well, sure you, in west it, virginia used to run the big east <laughs> yeah if, if you remember west virginia used to go to the bcs too yes
1: they did there, there's not a cockier or more confident uh fan base out there than the central florida group uh so good luck you, to you i mean yeah so we'll, we'll we'll see and and maybe they are right or maybe they just have no real concept of what they're getting into here but I appreciate the swag, man. I appreciate the confidence. Uh, they certainly have had double-digit win seasons in recent years. They've produced really good coaches. Uh, Scott Frost was a good coach, I guess, until he left Central Florida, and then he just kind of wasn't. Uh, Josh Heupel uh, certainly, and and I, I think a lot of what Gus Malzahn does. So they will come sure. in well coached, and he, you know Malzahn had all those years in the SEC, so he knows what he's getting into here. But. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just, I I think it's, it's, it's going to be interesting and I don't know how the, I mean, that game could be extremely meaningful because that's basically, you you know, the Central Florida game is going to be your senior day. That's the last home game, home campaign you'll have of the 2023 season. And it could be extremely meaningful if you kind of have the season that some people around uh, this, you know, program or this region feel like that you could.
0: Uh, Chris, I kind of got half and half with what uh, my wish list reflected for the Big 12 schedule. Here's how. I didn't have to see Cincinnati on Tech's schedule. I think that's the most, in my opinion, um, kind of unappealing for the majority of Big 12 members to to have on the schedule among new members. West Virginia may be the exclusion because there's some regionality to it, I suppose. You're talking about travel. That's just... Is that well? Is that I just why, mean, or... in general, and it's freaking Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, I just in general, it's freaking Cincinnati. Give me a break, man. But, <laughs> but I just kind of felt like, all right, miss me with Cincinnati, miss me with UCF, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. If there had to be four sacrificial lambs, we said this the other day on the show. I that's what my wish list reflected. I'm good with not playing them. I got, I kind of got half of that, you know, you did, Iowa yeah, State, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, not on the schedule a little more than half, but the, the meeting with the Cowboys, I'm just like so curious why, and th- this is reflected elsewhere because some of what we'll get to coming up is a perplexing, in my opinion at least, Oklahoma State schedule when we get to some bigger Big 12 picture things. But I just wonder how hard like the Big 12 went after protecting, I guess, series that they're going to need to really emphasize in the new Big 12 era, which I believe to be uh texas tech and oklahoma state included like i I think that's on the list so i'm just the the politics and the the handshakes behind the closed doors i'm sure we're never going to know the full extent of but i'm really curious as to why this was not one of those that maybe you would uh, would try to protect i that's just really the regret of it i guess if there is a regret for me
1: yeah, and and I wonder if the schools involved feel the same way, uh, because I think if they did, I think they probably get what they want. Um, so I, th- you know that th- that's that's a great question, or is the thought, hey, let's take a break for one year because we're gonna this is gonna be a meaningful game for years to come, and we're gonna we're gonna protect it or make sure that it's on the schedule or whatever. And so, do you mind if we skip it just for the one year? So the because the, there, there's so many dynamics and dates and so many quirks in this thing. I don't even begin to like understand all the, all the things that go into it on trying to, you know, make sure that somebody doesn't play on the road three or four weeks in a row or gets, you know, I mean, mean, there's all kinds of goofiness there. So who the heck knows, but I I just wonder if those schools either cooperated with that or if they were like, Hey man, we don't, we don't care. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever, but I think it's, it's a point, uh, it's a well, you know, because I mean, if you're Oklahoma State, you're looking around, you're kind of like Texas Tech. And that's why I think you're suggesting this in that Oklahoma will leave, Texas will leave, and you kind of look around going, hey, what, what, what do you think about, what do you think about us kind of being, being rivals? You know, what, what, what's your thought there? Because they you know, once Oklahoma leaves, who is Oklahoma State's kind of go
0: to who's their would you like to hate one another? Would yeah, you like to join a yeah, mutual yeah. hatred? Yeah, that's right. Let's that's bronze the right. tumbleweed and get the dust bowl going. There you I'm go, give it up on the dust bowl. Bingo.
1: Yeah, that's right. So
0: um that's um, what yeah. <laughs> well I just want to ask you this question about tech specifically their schedule uh before we get on to some bigger uh big 12 picture observations. Logistically travel wise, I almost feel like Chris y- you've got your your toughest trips out of the way before you hit October. I I don't know what the Provo trip will include, but I know West Virginia is a tough trip. And I'm thinking Wyoming is a tough trip as far as the opener and just purely the drag of making the trip. Am I wrong there? Or how do you kind of see the breakdown? Because you did allude to the fact that you're spacing out uh, some of these journeys. But on the other side of that date in Morgantown, I mean, you got uh, Baylor on the road, BYU, Kansas, and you've got your neighbors in Austin. So I was curious uh, about maybe getting some of that heaviest road lifting, just logistically out of the way earlier, as opposed to later.
1: Yeah. You know, tech has played Wyoming before. uh, I think when spike was the coach, it's not actually, I've, I've, we've asked this, we've kind of, you know, done, done some of these, had these conversations with the people that are involved in some of the, the putting the schedule together, kind of planning for it and all that. And, I think it's about an hour and a half flight uh, is all. I don't think it's too bad. Uh, I think the the uh, the part about that trip that'll be tricky is the elevation. I think it's you know seventy two hundred you know feet above sea level, and so that'll be a storyline if you want to go that way with that game. The stadium only holds like 29, 30,000 people, um, and Wyoming was a bowl team. It's just a tricky game, you know. And it was a game that got oh yeah. Uh, I think the, the, the trip to Utah is uh, similar from an elevation standpoint. I think I'm not exactly sure. I know for sure that, uh, that Laramie is about 7,200 above. I'm not sure exactly what Provo is, but uh, I don't think those flights are too bad. The West Virginia trip is a pain in the ass. I mean, it, it, it just is. It's, uh, it's not easy to get to. You either have to fly into what is like 30 minutes outside of uh, Morgantown. is like Bridgeport, or you fly into Pittsburgh, and you, you don't actually stay in Morgantown uh, no matter where you fly into. Uh, so it's just kind of a pain. And it's it's it, you, you've won there. So I'm not – and they may be picked you – know, West Virginia is going to be a trendy pick to finish. I don't think they're going to be picked to finish last, but it's going to be close. Uh, Neal's clearly on the hot seat. They've lost a ton of players to tra- transfer. They've graduated some. I don't think they have an answer at quarterback. So maybe it's a great time to go up there. Uh, but I, I do like that because I, I, I want to mention this to you now. I know we're going to get to some scheduling quirks and things like that because you, yeah. you just mentioned you're you're spaced out. Like you go to uh, you go to Laramie to open it up, but then you don't go to to Morgantown for another like three weeks or whatever, and you don't go to yep. Provo until like a month after that. So there's nothing because like BYU, they have to go to Austin and Morgantown road trips back-to-back weeks. So, you know, that that that's a bit, uh, at face value, that's a bit tricky. Uh, so, uh, you know, and again, if these flights are not bad. Uh, they're chartered. You kind of, you're there for a day. It's not just too terrible. And maybe these team, but again, as we start looking at it, it's a bit tricky because, I mean, I, I'm telling you, the, the last show that we did and we talked about this uh, this basketball crazy win, you just can't tell me that Iowa State didn't feel the effects of going to Columbia, Missouri, coming home for just a brief period of time and then the, and you turn around around and wake up and then you get on a plane and go to Lubbock. At some point that just wears on you. So back to back longer road trips, certainly, uh affect you for sure but uh but yeah I think hey and how
0: about instead of playing a basketball game you're adding the travel to a, a four-hour affair where you smack each other around over and over I mean <laughs> the physical yeah. toll from a football game and the the rehab just for any typical player to try and feel better throughout the week and the travel. I mean it's it's a real deal obviously there's no question about it and I guess from a road standpoint There does seem like some favorable things to the the challenges that will still be there, obviously, but uh, maybe in a little little more favorable context uh, for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders than it could have been and is possibly for some others. As Chris alludes to there, the BYU experience. We'll get to some experiences of others in the Big 12, new and old members, coming up next. I, I don't know if Oklahoma State has a great friend in the league office, or if someone is really mad at Oklahoma State in the league office. And potentially the same thing for the Cincinnati Bearcats. We'll get to that and explain coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. Thanks for joining us on locked on Texas tech coming at you from west of the 100th meridian where it's really going down in the great state. He's the only Chris level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts, big 12 football schedules, finally released. We know Texas tech is facing who, when, and where. So that is just a relief, I think, for all of us at this point in that in time. But it does mean new conversations coming up on Locked On Texas Tech. So if you were sick of the Big 12 scheduling anticipation, fear not. There's a reason to come back <laughs> because we won't have to talk about that again, at least until next time around, which probably be a little different experience as the Big 12 looks ahead <laughs> to 2024 and life beyond the Longhorns and Sooners at some point, we think. I did,
1: uh, it's funny you say that, I will say that I did find it interesting, people noticed this, that 12 of the 14 schools, they had graphics and videos, and they kind of made a big deal about this release, okay, about the schedule, and here it is. The conference
0: did, or the schools did? The schools themselves, 12 of the 14. Oh, gotcha, okay there was two was Kansas sitting it out they were busy
1: or what there, there were two schools that just kind of they hit the old retweet they hit the old retweet or they just kind of ho-hummed and I think on one of these school sites you can't even find it as I'm sitting here talking about it uh, but yeah Oklahoma and Texas didn't really want to play with the schedule release party so I don't know what that's about I feel like it's worth pointing out as you kind of watch them maneuver their exit here. uh, But I I just, it it didn't go unnoticed. I would say
0: that. Um, I don't know. Let's start in the Sooner State here, Chris, with some of these uh, quirks and odds and ends for others in the Big 12 conference. Oklahoma State, I, Uh I kind of feel like if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm thinking this schedule stinks, because you're getting a, a big dose of new membership, you're losing some Lone Star dancing partners. You still got the Sooners. You don't have Texas, but by the same token, Chris, just like we talked about, that's just from an entertainment value standpoint. Competitively, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I, I don't know that I catch a break. What did you make of Oklahoma State's roll of the dice with the schedule?
1: I mean, it's like Oklahoma State's not even in the Big Twelve conference. When I when I look at like who <laughs> who they who they miss. I mean, it's like they were – you know, it's like they, they, they've been – it's like, okay, I look at it from an old Big 12 South standpoint. It's like you're going to play Oklahoma and then you don't play the rest of them because that's exactly what they missed. TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, and Baylor. It's, it's unbelievable. And so – it, it, it's, it's, it's unfair in some ways in that. And, and look, I think there's people that will tell you that Oklahoma state's a bit of a mess right now. I don't know if I'm ready to buy into that solely just because everybody tries to write off Oklahoma state all the time. And then they end up just winning their fair share of football games more often than not go. Yeah. I mean, so don't be careful sleep on them just yet. Correct. <laughs> uh, I mean, if, if, if they're going to lean on Alan Bowman to like, you know, quarterback them to a big Twelve championship, I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to to sign off on that, but I mean, TCU, Texas, and Texas Tech and Baylor are going to be four of the top half of the league, you know, in that conversation. Um, I mean, other than Oklahoma and Kansas State, I think that they they miss four of the top teams that would be expected to compete for a league championship next year. That That would be my take there. So I think Oklahoma State catches a massive break. And, again, we're going off of what we saw, what we kind of think – it, it'll all be different, but I just know in my heart of hearts, TCU is going to be pretty good. Okay. I don't know if they're going to be really good, but they're not going to be terrible, in my opinion. I think Texas, they're going to be pretty good. I don't know if they're going to be all world or if they're going to be, you know, whatever, but it's not easy to beat Texas. They give it now. Granted, Oklahoma State has had their fair share, so maybe they don't catch a break here because they miss them. They're like, that's an easy win for us. Um, <laughs> and, and I think the Red Raiders and the Bears are going to be two of the top. You know, teams in, in the top half, but they don't have to play any of them. So, it, and, and this is the tricky part about how you get to conference championship game contenders and then what's fair, what's not, how, who's ranked what, strength of schedule, this, uh, who didn't play this, this team, all that stuff. But yeah, in, in some ways, if I'm buying tickets to this deal, I'm probably disappointed uh, in what uh, the the big 12 has given me from an Oklahoma state standpoint. If I'm Mike Gundy and I'm just trying to win, or I'm an assistant coach on that staff and I'm just trying to win. I'm like, hell yeah, man. Like we, you know, we, we, we did well here. (laughs) They didn't win as well as Cincinnati on this
0: deal, but it was. was Close Close to the same life Cincinnati is living. Like. Hey, from a ticket standpoint, really feeling the jazz of being in the Big Twelve Conference. I don't know, even though Oklahoma is coming to your house, we'll get to that in just a moment. But competitively, Cincinnati missing Horn Frogs, Purple Wildcats of K State, Longhorns, and Red Raiders, and they've got to be thinking as well. Like, well, all right. I mean, pretty much missing this. This stuff's pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, they told me this league was going
1: to be tough. I mean, they they, they do. They. <laughs> I mean, they, they they. I don't know if that's just luck of the draw or if they were like please take it easy on us. Luke Luke Fickle left. We're in a bit of a disarray here. Everybody hates chili on noodles. Just please take it easy on us, man. I I don't I don't know what to I mean, but yeah, they it, it's hard to like look at that and not go, "Damn, man. Like that's that's they caught a serious break," uh that's in my it? opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of I felt like, Chris, as it relates to how the Big 12 uh, treated Oklahoma and Texas, the Big 12, uh, they went Kevin Bacon in their underwear today and said, thank you, may I have another, as it relates to the Longhorns. The only new members Longhorns got, Houston Cougars and BYU, certainly not as beneath them as UCF or Cincinnati might have been if you made Texas – take on one of those, dare say, go to their house. They have to go to Provo. I'm sorry. They get a visit from Provo. They got to go to Houston. Uh, But I really thought Oklahoma, they kind of got it stuck to them a little bit. I mean, Oklahoma is going to Cincinnati, right? You've also got UCF on your schedule. You get three uh, of those members. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say when you still get the Oklahoma State Cowboys, you get the University of Texas, you get two games, your fans or uh, more so interested in. I, I felt like between the two Blue Bloods who are exiting, uh their fortunes kind of went different ways as it relates to their scheduling. How did you uh, digest Sooner and Longhorn scheduling? I
1: agree, and I think there are people that will tell you Oklahoma was one of the reasons this schedule was delayed. I don't know what was discussed or why the delay per se, but I think when this this schedule was released, there are people that will tell you Oklahoma really had a problem with it and weren't really excited or wanted no part of playing any of the new members. Uh, There there are some theories that they basically didn't vote. They weren't allowed to – didn't have a vote or weren't asked to vote, but they didn't vote to add any of the new ones in. They just didn't want any part of it. Uh, I I don't know what's true there, what's not. But, yeah, it's hard not to look at that and say that, that it's very different between – not not just between the two, but, yeah, Oklahoma, I mean, they're – I mean, they're, they're, they're missing, you know, three of the – I mean, because think about it. They don't play Texas Tech, which they've always played, Kansas State, Old Big 8, and then Baylor, which is – those have been some really good games in recent years. They don't play any of those, and instead they, they get substituted with the th- three of the four uh, new members there. So, I mean, it's a very different-looking schedule. Because if you look at Oklahoma's schedule on paper – it's pretty cupcakeish okay and it's it's not it's not very difficult again as you look at it on paper now oklahoma was 6 and 7 last year maybe they should go hallelujah this is this is much more to our well, liking i don't
0: know but that's not <laughs> right. oklahoma thinks of themselves differently to that and you know so i kind of thought chris maybe oklahoma's entire hang up like their 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 payoff was please, God, get K-State off our schedule. We'll do. We'll go to Cincinnati if you'll just get K-State <laughs> off the schedule. So I don't know. Maybe that was the handshake agreement that was there at some point. Uh, we all know that Texas Tech and Texas Christian are going to be getting down on a Thursday night. That is November 2nd, just after Halloween. Not the only weeknight games that you've got in the Big 12. Now, you have some other non-conference games played very early on in the season by some other conference members uh, out-of-conference play on weeknights, but I won't get into those. You've got Texas Tech and Texas Christian, I believe, uh, one of, let's see here, is it two Thursday night games? Um, you've also got West Virginia and Houston. They're going to play a Thursday night game earlier in the season. And then you got a pair of Friday night games. You've got Kansas State and Oklahoma State will play a Friday nighter, and Cincinnati BYU uh, will play a Friday night ball game. So a little weeknight flavor for the Big 12.
1: Yeah, and, and the Friday night that that's that's a bit of a curveball for me. I don't know if that is something they're gonna get into. That that's usually been left for the ACC, um, the Pac-12 kind of dabbles in some Friday night stuff. I don't really places like where that. they
0: spit on high school football.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think that <laughs> the, the college coaches are uncomfortable with it. Now, granted, the you know the the TV contracts, if that's what it says, that's what it says. But it's a bit it's a bit tricky. Yeah. I don't. I don't like the Friday night stuff as much, so I don't know if that's something we're going to get more of or not. Uh, And obviously the two the two Friday games that you're going to get with the Red Raiders, but that that's a Black Friday uh, after Thanksgiving, which you know the first thing I looked at is like, well, that sucks because that means I got to travel on Thanksgiving Day to go to Austin, and you miss the Cowboy game, you miss just you know the holiday with your family, and we've done this before, and it's just I don't know. Hopefully, that's an early kick that day so you can get you can get home because it's not it's not been fun playing there on on Thanksgiving weekend uh at times but that that could in fact be the last time you play them uh for a good long while so we'll we'll see there uh I I I did I did think that the order uh you were mentioning that for the Red Raiders I did think I just did notice that TCU's final four games I thought was make it
0: six Chris Make it six.
1: Okay. I, I mean, okay. You, you help me out here because the last four at Texas Tech, you, they play Texas, Baylor, and then at Oklahoma. That's that's a
0: load. Okay. In a row. Boom, 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 boom. And who the who the two before that? Before that, they, they do have that bye before the Thursday nighter with Tech. But before okay. that, they got K-State on the road and BYU coming to their house. Uh, okay. And then the four you mentioned to finish the season, man. Okay. So that final six for the national runner-up, good luck.
1: <laughs> yeah, that no, that, I mean and again, that that's that's a, as much of this league can offer it up. That's a gauntlet now, based on what we think yeah, we is. know right now. And again, I think that you're 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 correctly nailing the whole Kansas State thing. They lost some key pieces to that team that won the Big Twelve Championship last year, namely Deuce Vaughn. I think that there's some defensive players, but they're they've got a lot back. They're going to be really good, and they're always good. And you know that that's in a, in a weird way. That's like a team that if you'd have taken them off a tech schedule, I probably would have been like, hell yeah, man, I'm not going to miss them playing them at all because you just have a hard time beating them, period. Uh, and that's why that game will be massive for you this year. You should have beat them, uh, what, two years ago, couldn't get it done. And that's ultimately, you know, there, there was a coaching change made after that game because you played you, – you you owned them for the first half and then just couldn't, couldn't keep it going. But yeah, I think Kansas State's going to be – uh, a, a very popular pick to win this league next year, or certainly play in the conference championship game for sure. Um, I, I, uh, I, I did, I did think too that you mentioned Oklahoma State as kind of being a winner because of what of what you mentioned that Texas, uh, TCU, Texas Tech, and Baylor not being on their schedule. They, them, and West Virginia are the only two holdover Big Twelve schools. They get all four of the newcomers. Okay. They, they are the only two schools of the group that get all four of the newcomers so we're gonna see the Dana Holgerson Bowl between Houston and and uh, West Virginia and that's one of those weeknight games that I thought but I thought for West Virginia I think it's interesting because maybe it'll feel like the big East to them but they get really all four of the newcomers toward the end of their schedule and so if Dana uh, excuse me if 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 um, uh, Golly, Neil Brown. Jesus lost me for a second. But if Neil Brown <laughs> is, in fact, on the hot seat, like I think if those four newcomers aren't as good, maybe as we're thinking, they may have caught a break and he can get right with what's kind of finishing with those yeah. with those schools. So I just thought that was interesting is as, as you looked at they're the only you know, Oklahoma State of West Virginia, the only two that that get all four of the newcomers.
0: So I I guess I would say here's the final thing to kind of marinate on. And by the way, congratulations as well. Uh, Before I get to that, to the aforementioned Dana Holgerson and the Houston Cougars, who will not leave the state of Texas until October 28th and then only twice for the season at large. So some nifty non-conference scheduling and then I guess some fortuitous breaks in the Big 12 will have them home sweet home for the most part in the Lone Star State for damn near the entire season. So I'm sure they're not mad at that. But chew on this number overnight until we convene again on Locked on Texas Tech for whatever it is worth. So everybody had to miss four teams. There's a collection of four that you missed, whatever that collection actually looks like. And it was broken down. I think this was Max Olson that was breaking it down. I don't know if you saw this, Chris. By win total uh, of the four teams that each team is missing from a season ago. I did see this. At the top of the list – Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, BYU, UCF is three and four. Kansas is number five. They are missing the most wins. They're dodging the most wins from 2022 as it relates to the opponents they won't play in 2023. Who's dodging the fewest wins? Houston, Texas Tech, and Baylor, 24, 26, and 27, respectively. So if you're curious And look, it's not going to be exactly the same as it was from a season ago, but if you're curious as to who is maybe a little lighter or heavier as it relates to what these teams were a season ago, Houston Tech and Baylor not missing a whole lot. And on the other end of the spectrum, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, BYU, potentially dodging a few things with some of our favorites, Sooners, Frogs, Longhorns there in the middle. But I thought that was kind of interesting, and there's no perfect answer. I think we all know that. Everybody's going to have something to pick at, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I would say this as it relates to that, and we can look at this stuff a million different ways, but do I think that Oklahoma will continue to be below 500 and be down? No. I mean, and, and maybe, maybe they are, but if they, if they are, there's going to be somebody different is going to be coaching that, that program because they're just not going to uh, be okay yeah. with that. Oklahoma State is one double-digit you know had double digit win seasons for so many years and 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 all that that this last year was a bit of a they ran out of gas uh, but i you know i i don't believe that they'll stay down but again and maybe maybe this is the beginning of it i don't know but Iowa state was i mean everybody wanted Matt Campbell uh, you know it's like where's he going to go to Michigan is he going to go to coach Penn State where's okay. he going to coach I mean you know all that and they, they they have a down year where they lose a bunch of close games Uh, So I I don't know if they're going to stay down, although, you know, maybe again, maybe they will. But um, you've had a hard hard time beating all three of those teams, uh, if if we're being honest. Those three programs right there have, for the most part, uh, you know, you beat two of the three last year. But prior to that, I mean, it, it was hard to find wins against Iowa State. It's hard to find wins against Oklahoma State. Yeah, you've sprinkled in a few. Uh, hardly beat Oklahoma you know uh, so anyway I, I get I get the graphic I saw the totals as well like you did but I just don't know if it was if it's going to continue to be that way but that's all we've got to go off of and that's what we're doing
0: yeah I mean the ones that you're losing from a season ago just now kind of started stinking Cyclones Cowboys, <laughs> and Sonners. and not to say that you're all that much better off than them but obviously we're talking about not the best versions recently of those teams and now all of a sudden, they're not on your schedule anymore. And like, it's like telling the Cyclones and Cowboys, like, all right, you guys get your crap back together and then we'll play you again once you figured it out and you're on a roll again. But you got this year, I guess, to get it figured out. Uh, it'll be really, really interesting to see. And of course, I mean, as far as those numbers go, we're also talking about a group of five schedules and win totals, which just toss them out the window at this point in time. We'll see how the Big 12 dust settles for new and old. Can't wait to get to it. It's coming up later on this. Oh, this year. Okay. We've got a little more time. I was hoping maybe the week had fast forwarded and a time warp had hit me and it was football season, but not just yet, Chris. Not just yet.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. We've got, unfortunately, we've got a ways to go. Still got a whole month full of uh, spring football coming up here in a couple weeks.
0: That's or, right. Geez, like That's six right. Six
1: weeks away or, you know, yeah, it's a
0: ways off, actually. But, but we've got uh, presently in Lubbock a Big 12 basketball team with a win in their pocket. And two in a row overall. So we'll have time this week to maybe see what they can do with that coming up this weekend. But, yeah, digest it and rest with it and see what you think on the other side because now we do finally know uh, what's coming up, when and where, and against who or whom, if you're from Muleshoe, uh, for Joey McGuire in year number two, right, Chris? The mystery at long last. (laughs) <laughs> has finally vanished from our lives. I'm relieved, man. I'm telling you, I've lost a lot of sleep over this.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's, uh, yeah, And now, now we know. I mean, and now now the next thing people will be curious about is, uh, you know, start times and, and some of that stuff. Some of that stuff will start to be leaked out uh, when the conference has meetings in, in mid-May, and you may get some of that stuff before June the 1st. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's really the the what you're kind of focused on now is that Oregon game, that the Wyoming game will get picked up by regional or national TV, and maybe that Oklahoma, uh, excuse me, that Texas game on Thanksgiving, that they'll set a start time for that one, and the TCU game, you already know, that's going to be a night kick and all that stuff. But that'll be the next layer to this deal. But yeah, glad that we're glad that we're on this side of it. I uh, hope everybody keeps hope alive. And again, a lot of expectations if you start to look at the schedule. And you start to see what people are saying and writing and everything. Red Raiders heavily, heavily
0: thought of next season. It's kind of of fun. I can't wait. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right. Thanks for joining us once again on Locked On Texas Tech. Appreciate you making us your first listen each weekday on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Hope you make Locked On College Basketball your second listen now on the Locked On Podcast Network, your college basketball one-stop shop. It's on YouTube as well or anywhere you get podcasts. That's Locked On College Basketball for your second listen. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks again for joining us for another round. We'll see you for the next one on Locked On Texas Tech.